welcome to Hannibal's Horny Hibachi, a weekly dinner party where we watch and discuss an episode of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. I am Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. Let's go around the table and introduce the rest of the party. Hi, my name is Celeste. I'm an artist, a nerd, and I'm new to Hannibal. Hi, I'm JJ. I'm a local filmmaker, local nerd, and the fanable of the three. And this week we watched Mizumuno. Mayor which first aired. <laughs> Sorry, Mizumuno. No, that's right. Mizumuno. Mizumuno, thank you. Which first aired May 23rd, 2014. And I do not have the clip up, but I was going to be like, what is happening? This episode? <laughs> it's what I feel right now. I had no idea. Like, I, I haven't watched this episode since it first aired. So I oh, not really? I hadn't remembered a lot of things. So I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> This really sucks. <laughs> oh my god, I've seen this episode multiple times and I still just freaking choke up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, personally, uh, the start of the episode starts with Hannibal writing a letter, an uh, invitation to, uh, Jack to come to a dinner party. I really adore the paper and ink that they use for Hannibal's letter mm. writing scenes. It's always so lovely. I love the texture. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My penmanship sucks, so I have uh, infinite <laughs> fascination with people who have really good pen- penmanship. You can see my notes. It's just scribbles. <laughs> well, like, the more you... I get into the episode, the, like, worse it gets because of, yeah, no, of all the emotions I was feeling. Me too. Like, now in the beginning, it's, like, all neat and nice, and then as I get excited, it starts to get all scribbly and chicken scratchy. Because <laughs> I can't write more faster. It's like, I really can write nice. I just, I don't have the time. <laughs> Well, I usually I pause the episode too to write while I'm while I'm doing stuff, mm. like while I'm watching. But this episode I couldn't do that because I was getting too into the story. Mm. And I was like, I'm me too, really loving it. Yeah, I had to watch it like all the way through once, and then I uh, went back and picked out my favorite scenes to write more notes about if I felt so inclined. So, <laughs> so I kind of watched it twice for the <laughs> for today's podcast. Wait, I was reading your Facebook and you were or, well, not your Facebook, your Twitter, I think it was. Where no, you were my talking, uh, Tumblr. Your Tumblr, where you're talking about watching it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Aww. And then I had a shower to wash away my shame. You're standing there like with your head <laughs> like, down. Yeah, well, <laughs> You're sitting down on the myself. shower floor like, uh, what's your face in uh, Casino Royale? <laughs> Can't get the blood off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too much. But, uh... So I love, um, for some reason, okay, i got to admit this first off. This is the first time I really liked Hannibal. And I think it's because we, he's betrayed as more of a human being than the super killer he's been betrayed the last few episodes. Mm. So I really loved him this episode. And I love that line he has about Will's chair holding the particles and molecules of their past con- conversations. It made me think about the times how I always stop to look at uh, certain places where my my grandma, who died a few years back, where she and I had stayed a lot. It's like mm-hmm. so I always see places where she her spirit still kind of is for me. So I really appreciated that line. It was really good. Mm. Yeah, and again, listening with headphones so I could hear all the. Whispering in the back during that scene. I don't know if you heard the whispers. I heard the subtitles that said whispers. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I was aware there was whispers. It's like whispers. I don't hear anything. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, before we get you know headfirst into this uh, episode, uh, if you recall from last episode, we were wondering who said what line from um, the script. There, what was it, Hannibal or the is the, or the dude? Yeah. It was actually. It was uh, Carlo who said it. Oh, okay. According to the script, it, it says Carlo. He likes so to cut I low. Right. Yeah. Um. From, like all I can say is, don't quite listen to the subtitles because it also later on at the end of the uh, one of the, near the end of the episode, um, the subtitles say that Will said 
damn right when he was saying, I gave you a rare gift. But what he actually said is, didn't I? Question mark. <laughs> didn't I? I will get more I will get more into that when we get there. But you, just guys saying. Didn't, you guys didn't see it, but you should have seen how sad <laughs> JJ's face looked when she said. <laughs> 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 but anyway, yeah, it's just like uh, one of my favorite lines in all of the literature and all the universe of Hannibal is uh, the fox hears the rabbit uh, calling, but he comes running not to help. I love mm. that line. Just like, well, I butchered it just now, but it was pre- it's one of my favorite lines, and I'm glad they used it mm. this episode. And it's like the 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 fox comes running, but not to help. I'm like, ah. Mm. <laughs> it's good. It's also um, in, 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 entombs their relationship to me. I just love that. I'm like, mm. oh, this episode's so good. <laughs> I, I downloaded the script, so I'm trying to find it for you. Uh, I think um, Mason says it in the movie. Hold on, let me find it. I can't think of it, but. Yeah. Okay. Psh. I'm just trying. Yeah, in Hannibal film, uh, Mason Furger says mm-hmm. it. I didn't know he was in the, the film. Oh, yeah. I still have to watch it. <laughs> okay. Well, we still got to do that. Right? We got to sit and watch the films and just kind of record commentary while well, we're we, watching well, it. Well, we watch um, Hannibal Rising. I don't know. <laughs> it's not essential. I think what? most mostly she needs to watch Silence of the Lambs. I think yeah, that's, that's important. Good, that's the best one. And yeah. Hannibal, like, and just Hannibal, I think would be good. Uh, we don't have to watch Hannibal Ride. We let's watch Red Dragon too. Well, no, that'll spoil um, th- season three. So no, Red Dragon. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, definitely. No. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. I think Hannibal she used to watch. Things are there. There's Red Dragon, which is uh, Will's book. There's hmm. uh, Silence of the Lambs, which is Clarice's book when she's a student. Yes. And Hannibal, which is Clarice as a full-fledged FBI agent getting treated mis- getting treated terribly because hmm. she's a woman. Oh dang! Yeah, and yeah, Mason Verger did say when the fox hears the rabbit scream, he comes running, but not to help. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but it's one of my favorite things. Oh, it's like oh, <laughs> so, but I love that we've reached the point we've been running towards all season. I'm like, is Will Jack's dude or is he Hannibal's? We don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's like one of my favorite parts. Always, they're like, yeah, when the moment comes, will, will you do what needs to be done? And fucking will. Oh yes. <laughs> all I could think of was all I could think of was uh, what is it, Doctor Hibbert from Futurama? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I was like, damn it. But so Garrett Jacob Hobbs returns, appearing outside Will's home. Will tries to kill the stag from the safety of his home. The symbolism. Well, he was in a treehouse. He was in a treehouse, which was his house. Though. Which I want. I want a treehouse. <laughs> 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 You want a treehouse? Yeah, I I I've always wanted a treehouse. Ever since I was little, I'll probably. Like, do you want one of like a like a ladder or like stairs that go into the house? I probably want like a ladder that goes up maybe like a, as tall as me as a person, and then the rest would be stairs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just that little bit of. Yeah, then, I yeah. can see that. That would be great during the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, my first boyfriend had a great treehouse. I was in grade five, by the way. So, so <laughs> like, and he had a really great treehouse that he built himself. So he's a handyman. He's lovely. I love him. <laughs> so cute. So, beautiful guy. He was like uh, half Jamaican and half white. So he was gorgeous. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like now because it'll ruin my memories. <laughs> I can't go I'll look back at Your that. beautiful memories. <laughs> but I love the symbolism this episode. It's not as heavy-handed as it has been in the past for me at least because I, I still don't like the teacup analogy because I'm just like staring at the TV going like uh, I'm sure JJ's enjoying this but I'm not <laughs> just a big smile over here yeah 
<laughs> but I do love, like, the Raven Stag has always been one of my favorite things about this show. Like, mm. it's the, just a cool, like, an animal you'd never see in nature. I love how unnatural it is. So cool. So cool. <laughs> Oh, but I'm talking too much. <laughs> I really like the like the beginning of this episode with like the merging of the faces. I know we kind of like went ahead a little bit, <laughs> but I really I know it was really cool to see like like Will has two choices to make, mm-hmm. and you don't know which choice is gonna stay yeah. on. And I really like that. <laughs> and neither is right too. Like um, none of them feel right to me because like okay, if he goes with Jack. If he goes with Jack, he's going to be arrested. Mm. If he goes with Hannibal, he's going to be arrested eventually. <laughs> so it's like arrested now or arrested later. Mm. So. <laughs> no, he might get killed eventually. I, I either, was, yeah, I wish, way. I wish he had taken the third option and left them both to, to rot. That was would be what my... Take all his dogs and go. Yeah, that's what, like someone wrote me <laughs> that the, fanfic where he says no. In the <laughs> <laughs> he says no to, uh, to both and leaves. That's what I want. That's what I wish the episode ended. And then that's how the episode <laughs> just leaves. Like, the credits well, they kind of they do that in the books. He goes off and he's a drunk. Yeah, <laughs> he's miserable. So like, there is a third option oh, that he did do. Oh, well, that. in the book, yes, but like it, Hannibal has ruined his life basically in the in the book. Well, not basically. Yeah, obviously. but I'm just saying he still does it though. Yeah, it takes the third option, but <laughs> then he almost dies. <laughs> but I just love how like it's uh, Jack and Hannibal representing that one shot. Yeah, like the two choices that Will can do, but it's also like the two halves of Will, mm-hmm. which is the one that wants to, you know, do justice and do the so-called obvious right thing. But then there's Hannibal's side where it's like, is that more true to myself if I follow Hannibal? So it's like this weird, like, you know, inner turmoil going in there. So that's why I just I love that even more when he just says, oh, yes, because oh, he's probably yes. still answering both of them. Honestly, actually, mm-hmm. with his oh yes, that's why it sounds exactly the same. And He's very just... much a neutral person mm. in this whole show. Yeah, <laughs> but if he follows Hannibal, Hannibal will take him down the path that rocks. Jack is the good one. Like it's like a, the angel and the devil on their shoulders. You know what mm. I mean? Like that's what that's what I saw that scene as. I just like, ugh. but yeah, like I did love the treehouse thing. That was pretty cool. Mm. Uh, I love that Garrett Jacob Hobbs returned, and it was it was more of a setup for what happens later. So you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember this part, like who this guy is and stuff. So it sets it up for later. Mm. But um, I love how they they even when they're trying to make Bella look sick, she still looks amazing. I yeah, how beautiful she is. Because she had like that that terrible cough though. I was like, oh. and just that, yeah, that sound in her chest. That mm. I was like, girl, I know that sound. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was when I was a kid, I had really bad asthma. So like, I that sound like it always just rattles in me when I hear it because it's like just brings back a lot of memories. I'm like, yeah, like oh yeah, I remember how that <laughs> felt lying in bed not being able to breathe. <laughs> yeah, because she has lung cancer, right? I think they mentioned that. Yeah. Like I thought it yeah. was some other cancer, but yeah, like it's she's so beautiful. What I like, too, is when Hannibal's sitting with her, he doesn't have any, like, you know, repulsion or disgust or anything. Not really so much to her, but I think he's more, he's like, he almost looks indifferent to everything that's happening in the room. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he still respects uh, Bella to go talk to her, and, you know. Well, get, get her rude, co- yeah. did he? Did she forgive him? No, she uh, talked about it, but did she mm, actually forgive no. him? No. Okay. Because she said that, um... There was something she said about how, um, I think she knows what Hannibal is planning for Jack. I think she suspects something's going to happen, that he's going to hurt her, hurt him somehow. And mm. I think he, she implies that 
she'll only she'll forgive him if he if he gives him if she gives him Jack. That's mm. what I was. That's the feeling I got from their conversation mm. because she's like, "You saved me for Jack. Would you do that? Do the same thing for me?" Is what I think she says something similar to that. I can't. Remember. He doesn't even answer. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> "Okay, I'm gone." <laughs> like, damn it! <laughs> damn it! <laughs> but I hate that. Like, she is so weak in front of him, but like he. She he is she he she is still the person he respects because he she's the only one that striked him that's hurt him well that survived basically but she I think he does it just because she is dying and it's not at his hands but as mm. like through life basically is what she's killing herself but oh. I'm still kind of thinking like it's just at the same time as much as he probably respects her at the same time he also doesn't care <laughs> <laughs> which is really weird <laughs> to see like. To me, like, his performance was a little cold, like, just, like... Maybe he's it, not used to people dying naturally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's very true. Yeah. So maybe he's just curious. <laughs> he's like, wow. He's I've probably, never seen stage four cancer before. Yeah, he probably doesn't see it very often. <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I think that's why he became a doctor, to see that sort of death not mm. at his hands. Like, uh, the cruelty of life, in a way. I think that's why he became a doctor. Somewhat. That's my... That's my... Head count. I was forget that he's a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> he's a he's a psychiatrist, but he's also a surgeon, right? And so, yeah, mm. he's got them learnings. <laughs> but I love Freddie's hair this episode. I know I say that every time she appears, but it looks so cool. And I love when she wears green. I think I have a crush on her. <laughs> she looks so pretty. Oh, but, oh I love that. But I love that she is the person that Will talks to about his, but about his, where the episode's going, which is his final confrontation with Hannibal. Mm. And he doesn't know if he's going to survive. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, like, Will's sad look at the fake clock and seeing it as it actually is later when he's helping Hannibal burn his notes. Like, that's mm. the saddest thing to me, because he's like, Hannibal is not a good person, no matter what he says to me, like... Even though I think he cares about me in his own way, he's still a horrible man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, I can my disgust for that statement. <laughs> <laughs> or that's really like an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's not a great guy. <laughs> well, because like, I'm still like that was the worst part of season one for me was that clock. Like, because that clock symbolizes a lot of stuff for me. Like, he sees it as normal. And then we see it from Hannibal's perspective, and it's just that fucked up clock. And yeah. I'm like, she's telling me sick. Telling me sick. Yeah. Uh, like, it just hurts my feelings, like, this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a personal attack on you. Yeah, it's like, I thought they wrote this episode as, like, uh, fuck you, son. <laughs> Everything that you hate is going to happen here. <laughs> but I love that they bring up the memory palace, which I thought was, like, a Sherlock, from BBC Sherlock thing. Like, uh, they, they talk about the Memory Palace, too, in that, in that, um... Doesn't Hannibal predate Sherlock? Sure yeah, let me look it up. I'm pretty sure Hannibal predates, at least the TV shows. Okay, let's... <laughs> we, I know that Sherlock was there before <laughs> Hannibal, but I just mean, like, uh... Uh, 2010, but I'm not sure where the Memory Palace episode begins. Let's see. No, it wouldn't, it would probably be in season one. Yeah, so it's, like, but it's a, it's an image that a lot of people use to discuss it. They used it in, um, Dreamcatcher by Stephen King, Mm. but there it's called the Memory Warehouse. Yeah. So, it was Mm. a really cute idea. But I love that he describes what it is in his mind, and how he's gonna live there if he ever gets captured. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's really cool. Like, he even discusses how he'll still look at the, the bad memories he has. So, implying that he's probably going to go look at, like, his Misha memories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, just so he can have the full experience of it while he's in prison. Well, yeah, I like that shot when they're um, getting rid of uh, all the patient notebooks and journals. Um, I thought it was funny how, uh, even then, Hannibal's still fucking lying. <laughs> you know? He's like... Uh, uh, it's like, it'll save my patients the scrutiny. And I'm just, like, thinking, like, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, they would reveal more about him than about his patients. Because mm-hmm. the notes that he reveals, like, his own analysis of them shows the way he thinks. So, yeah, there's a real good reason why it's just, just destroy all the notebooks. <laughs> like, and it's probably, because uh, re- like, we find out in Silence of the Lambs that he killed people he he looked after or treated like mm-hmm. or they ended up in bad ways so that there's probably like a whole missing persons case that could be solved because of Hannibal's notes mm. it's like yeah I put this guy in a souffle he's there now <laughs> in my stomach being all happy <laughs> but I love the idea of like I was thinking about what a memory warehouse to me would look like and I was like what would my memory warehouse a memory palace look like and I was like ah it would be the Millennium Library in downtown Winnipeg like it's smelly but it looks cool <laughs> so, really? do you know it that well yes i know every single part of that building and like where all the usual hobos sit where the best bathroom is <laughs> and stuff like that like it's one of my favorite places in the quietest in corner yeah. oh the best places right. to sit yeah. like uh where the sun hits the best when's the best day to be there best time of year that sort of thing yeah so it's one of my favorite places i tried doing that memory palace night oh, i forget what the book's called i think it something Einstein or basically tries to teach you how to improve your memory and that's uh, what the memory or the mind palace is for is also to help you you know have a better memory <laughs> so the one exercise they give you is we're going to give you a list of things to try and remember now pick out your memory palace which for me I picked my childhood home the way it oh. looked the way it looked before a house fire oh. <laughs> so they said <clears throat> take this one thing first start at the end of your driveway then go to the top of your driveway then go to the front door then go inside the front door. Now, what was beside the door? And then go all the way around your house and blah, blah, blah. I think I got as far as 15 items before I started, like, you know, like, <laughs> and I, I actually ended up not finishing the book because I found it kind of boring. <laughs> as much as I really tried to, like, do those things, I was like, no, nah, that's just not how my brain works. And uh, But for a long time, for about three or six months after reading that book, I still remembered the 15 lists uh, or from the from because of that exercise now i don't remember because obviously the point is you have to keep keep doing it you have to keep doing it you have to keep reiterating that so you remember Mm -hmm. everything and uh, obviously i didn't so (laughs) but i'm just saying (laughs) yeah i I tried to do the memory palace thing that's why i was asking you do you know the library that well because then that's when you would start applying what you want to remember in each spot in your head. Oh, yeah, that's like a, like points on a map sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite things to discuss because it's like it, it, your mind is a place you go into when you're upset or when you're like, it's your way of protecting yourself. You go internal, right? Mm. So, of course, like the idea of you having a palace or a warehouse in there is like you're protecting yourself in there. You're walling yourself in. I love that the scene in uh, in the book Dreamcatcher where he's like, because he's older, the, the I think his name is Jonesy. Yeah, Jonesy. Jonesy 
sees a character who has the memory warehouse and he's talking about how um, he has to get rid of old things yeah. to remember new things. Mm-hmm. So he would like just go to the go to the incinerator in his brain and like toss in like lyrics he didn't need or he has a <laughs> special part, part in his office that he puts things he never wants to forget and then has like dirty memories and stuff like that. It was really funny. I just <laughs> That's what I was thinking like when I remember when I, I really love Dreamcatcher. I know my husband hates that movie but I like it it's, it's really fun, cute. Yeah. it's cute other than the ending didn't love the ending but everything up until the ending great movie <laughs> anyway uh, shit where was I going with this oh right Remember so um, I took uh, because of Hannibal I wanted to relearn French <laughs> but I suck at French but when I was a kid uh, I counted it I took five years of French from grades four to eight like mm. you would think I would know how to speak at least a little bit but I don't <laughs> and I really think in my memory, I dumped out all of French so I can learn something else. And all your I don't film know what... stuff. Maybe. <laughs> I, it might be. Like, I started just keeping notes about movies and films and all that for future career stuff. But, yeah, I thought that was amazing that it's five years of French that I don't remember anymore. Yeah, same, too. <laughs> like, in elementary school, they make you mm-hmm. take those French classes. But yeah. the moment you go to, like, middle school, you're like, oh, you have the option to not take it. I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> take French not taking French yeah. anymore. <laughs> Well, it's something too because it's like the the stuff that you remember is stu- is dumb because I still remember all the secret paths in Super in Super Mario Three and I like the first time I played that game I was like five years old. <laughs> Why the hell do I remember how to play that game? Like, cause my sister's boyfriend recently got an SNES and I'm like the idea of uh, replaying Super Mario World and knowing how to defeat Star Road and all that other stuff. It's like, why do I remember all this? <laughs> I could know Italian. It's important information, Sonia. <laughs> it's like, when is this ever going to come up? <sighs> but <laughs> moving on. Uh, uh, speaking of the memory palace and mental imagery in this in this episode, I really love how Freddy turns out in the sense memory of Hannibal. That is so cool. It's like she's made out of blood. That was one of my favorite scenes ever in any thing it was like he's imagining her through her scent and in mm. his head it's like it's Freddy that's who that's who is on she's well. alive she's alive <laughs> <laughs> and I was like damn it if you hadn't gone to visit her none of this would have happened yeah I was wondering that like like it almost wonders like you should shower and bathe before you ever go see Hannibal so that you wipe away whoever where you were before you went to go see him but the thing <laughs> but, is too like he um he smelt um the gun residue on, on, uh, what's her face? Alana's hands. Mm-hmm. And she probably washed her hands like four or five times or something. Or it was on her clothes or something. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you can't defeat him. <laughs> He's like that game cuphead. You can't defeat it. Like, but again, with that, on that scene, I don't know about you guys, but I just felt so bad. That was the first, the, one of the first moments you start to feel bad for Hannibal that he got betrayed. Yeah. That was, I, I felt really bad. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, instead of this stuff for, <laughs> well, you're normal. Because <laughs> well, no, knowing what I know, I felt bad for him because I think that at some level he thought that Will was going to go off with him. Like, mm. I think he had finally gotten to the point where he had taken... He thought that Will had finally turned. Like, he had finally become the proper vampire, if we were going to use Anne Rice terminology. Yeah. He'd, prob- he'd become Claudia, basically, to, to, to uh, Hannibal's Lestat. Yeah. But Claudia well, grew up in the story. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and like, they become bitterest enemies, and was that. I would, still, I would still call him Louie, but go I ahead. still think he was like I'm still thinking in like because he made Claudia right, so mm. that's the that's the thing I'm going for. Where oh I see, yeah. So Will was created 
in Hannibal's image, hmm. and he betrayed it. And I'm like, yeah. even though I hate Hannibal, I still felt like <laughs> you could see it in his face. He's like, she's alive, and he he lied to me. Well, <laughs> so, like you can understand like what they're even doing in that entire scene is they're helping Hannibal clean up everything mm-hmm. so that they can leave together and, and that's a very intimate thing he's doing he's revealing his notes to him like he's even showing him the fucking notes he took of will when he was being a super dick to him <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's like he, he they've moved on in the relationship or at least hannibal thought they had moved on in the relationship on such a level that i can show you my book of passwords <laughs> you know and it was just like or at least half my book of passwords whatever and um and just yeah that entire thing is very intimate that Hannibal's doing and with him. And he was betrayed. And in that moment, just took a, one whiff, and he was like, crap, I smell the bullshit in Kind of started changing my plans. But I felt that this episode, it feels like everyone is settling their affairs. Because mm. I don't, like, everything feels like a goodbye. Like, That's what I love about this episode, too. Yeah. Like, I love when finales wrap up all the loose ends really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And loose ends you didn't think that needed to be wrapped up, as we see later this episode. We're not yeah. spoiling it yet. <laughs> but, yeah, it just feels like, like, everybody's, like, everybody's drawing to this conclusion where we don't know what's going to happen. Mm. And it just feels like everyone's preparing for the worst. And I love that. It reminds me of Lord of the Rings. It's like, but Lord of the Rings ends happier. <laughs> but it's four endings? Jesus. <laughs> the book I need. The oh, book. okay. She's talking about the film. Um, I swear, I was sitting in the theater of Lord of the Rings, and I was just like, get on with it! <laughs> like, Jesus! Oh my <laughs> god, my ex-boyfriend ending. hated that the book, uh, the movie didn't end the way the book does, because the book ends with um, the Hobbit returning to Hobbiton and finding out that uh, surprise! Uh, the Hob- uh, Hobbiton has been destroyed, and all of the Hobbits enslaved. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, oh my god, uh, what's his face? Um, Someone the told White me Wizard. That. Yeah, the White Wizard. What the fuck is his name? Uh, so no, Sauron. Like, Sauron. Yeah. Uh, no, Saruman. Saruman. Saruman uh, got outed from from uh, his tower. Went to Hobbiton and enslaved everybody. And so all the other hobbits, the returning four, were like, fuck this! And they chased them out of town. Yeah, like, I think, yeah, in the book they were saying that, um, there's a scene there that they show you when, uh... Sam's enslaved, yeah. Yeah, when they're enslaved, they show a vision and all that, and that actually did come true. And... Yeah, they, they thought it would be better, though, for film audiences to show that, you know... Um, things were better. Things were fine and untouched. So untouched that them coming back doesn't mean much to the, you know, everyone. They're, what, they're all in there having their, their drinks of ale. And, and everybody's laughing. And everyone's, like, more about the guy with the giant-ass pumpkin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just saying that it was untouched, and that's exactly what they wanted. So it's just... Yeah. I can kind of get from a film perspective why you would want that, because definitely that other kind of ending... Everybody, Just, well, such a downer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, everybody was saying it's because um, in World War One, when Tolkien came back, like everything was destroyed, and that's mm-hmm. what he was trying to convey. And I'm like, yeah. but that's depressing. <laughs> so I said to my ex-boyfriend, and I'm like, yeah, I understand the filmmaking thing, but it's still like that's what I'm. But that's true too. Like you have a whole new generation of uh, people now who wouldn't understand that. Yeah. Uh, moviegoers that wouldn't understand that coming home, all your things are destroyed. Whereas because a lot of soldiers here go over to another land and, and all that them, all that yeah. shit's fucked up but when they come home it's still home nothing's fucked up about it so you, you'd have to rearrange that then but anyway that's fucking oh, yeah, Lord of the Rings like, 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 what's that, t- turn this into a Lord of the Rings podcast yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Nerds>. <laughs> 
I love how sensible the Funkin' women are on the show. Like, the most level-headed people on the show are the ladies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which yeah. is shocking because the most level-headed person on the show is fucking Freddy, and she's yeah. so insane. That's why she's still alive. <laughs> That's why she's alive. Like, um, I hate it. Like, they know about Hannibal. They understand something's going up. And I think it has to do, again, with that thing we were discussing about how women are always in, in sort of... Uh, uh, fight or flight mode mm. always mm-hmm. so they suspect something's up with Hannibal he's too good to be true if that's he's too perfect yeah he's too mm. perfect like people and I hated Alana before but she's catching up really fun she was really yeah, great fun. in this episode yeah. like, I loved her in this she's so cool yeah so I was like um what was I doing imagine well uh, how did like so did they explain to Alana like about Hannibal in the like last season like not season, not last episode. No, she's just noticing things more. Like, because he's not hiding it anymore. Like, the. Oh, like, I guess yeah. so. Will has been, like, planting little seeds. Well, yeah. in the last in episode, you know, she. Was it that? Yeah, she found out that Freddie was alive, mm-hmm. right? So she has been given some hint that they have a plan to trap Hannibal. Like, they're they, not just going there, like, hoping yeah. to catch him. Like, yeah. she can still. They probably didn't tell her, like, you know, all the stuff, but it's just like, we're, we're, we're planning something here. So we can't give you all the details, but just this is just what's happening. Yeah, so just like bear with us. Like, watch your ass. <laughs> Episode, so, which I'm, I'm happy about, but okay, Alana, I'm just <laughs> you're so fickle. I was gonna say in that uh, her dream sequence there, where she's like in like a pool of black silk, and then it becomes a pool of black water. Um, I was just gonna say, like as I was watching, I was like, oh yeah, this is the first time I I was watching the show actually. Uh, my husband was watching it on TV. Or he downloaded it because we always miss the broadcast. But anyway, he was watching it, and that's when I walked in the room was that scene. And that's I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, that's gorgeous. Cause, and I'm like, whoa. It's like, that would suck going in water. <laughs> and then I actually ended up watching the rest of the episode with him. So I already knew this was coming before oh, I started watching the show. It doesn't, yeah. make, it doesn't make sense, though. Yeah, there's no context. <laughs> and then, uh, then, sure enough, yeah, then I went back, watched the show, and I know the ending that's coming. So I was like, no, no. <laughs> The first time I started watching the show together, I'm just like, that's what happened to me too with Game of Thrones. I, I, I already knew what was coming, and then I'm like, I'll go back and see what's happening, and then, oh, no, no, that's it. So I, much I, goes I made on it up, that show. I think I made it up to the middle of the second season, and then I was like, fuck this shit. I already know what's going to happen. I can't. I don't know why I torture myself like that. Anyway. But I love how Hannibal's behavior changes towards Will once he gets Freddy sent. That was the best. Mm. I was like, you could see it. It was great. Mads Mickelson, you're a great actress. Shall I? T- actress. Actor. But they have, a, they have another uh, dinner, Wait. right? Yeah, hold on. I'm pouring some uh, vino for Celeste. Not vino. Or, uh, that, that's, word, that's the word for wine, right? Yes. Oh, so that is Thank right. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, she made it sound so fancy, like a like a label. <laughs> yeah, just like a... But it's just wine in what's Spanish, or...? Uh, I think it's Italian. Is it, <laughs> is it Italian? <laughs> I, just, I stole it from Grumpy Old Men. Uh, there's a scene where um, the old, the old, very old man is, like, the old grandpa is sitting in the restaurant trying to hit on uh, <laughs> Maria and her, and her mother, and he's like, more vino, senorita. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I, I drink wine, that's all I think about. <laughs> I love Grumpy Old Men it's a and great Grumpy movie. Old Men. Like, oh great my movies. god, but uh, freaking uh, Sophia Loren is so beautiful. Oh, yeah, she's, like, her. for her age, she's so hot. She's beautiful. <laughs> like, I, I want to see her in real life just so I can be like, yes. <sighs> like, I can appreciate things. But, <laughs> anyway, but back yes. to the, the, back dinner, to the, the dinner that they have together. I was like, um, 
It's like it feels like it's their final dinner before the big night, before all the shit's gonna go down, and it's just, and then, oh my heart breaks because <laughs> I'm a nerd uh, when Hannibal says, you know, to the truth then and all its consequences. You could just you can see, um, or I don't know if anybody was watching intensely as I was, but when you're watching the scene, you can see Mass like almost like choked up, like that throat gulp, like. Like he was gonna cry. You know that gulp you do when you're trying to suppress a cry. You know, like yeah. Mm. And that's what it looked like to me. You feel something like big in your throat. Yeah, like you got that lump in your throat, right? And I was just like, and it just because it's heartbreaking. Because even though Hannibal knows, like Will, Will has betrayed me. I'm gonna give him one more chance. And he says, you know, and he gives him an out. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we could leave tonight. Almost polite, you know. And it's just like, it's like, come on, baby, we can leave now, right now. (laughs) You go feed your dogs. Leave a note. They'll take care of them, and off we go. That's and Will, too. I was like, let's run away together, baby. <laughs> right? And he gives him one more chance. Like, come on. You know, I know that I know that you, you fucked me over, but I'm giving you a chance to not. And then Will's like, no, like, you We owe, gotta do this. You yeah. got, we gotta. You owe Jack that, that answer. And, and that's why he's, like, even more choked up. Because like, he's like, he's lying. And I think that's where he made the decision for the ending anyway, at least partway through. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was sure how far he was going to go with it, with our ending. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> but a question I had for you guys. Uh, <laughs> would Hannibal have killed Will if he wanted to leave? I think he would have. Because he was pissed. What? If he wanted to leave? Would like Hannibal have killed leave? Will if Will said he'd leave? I think he would have killed him. Like I'm hoping Hannibal. I don't like think so. I like. I really genuinely like to think that's why he's asking him in that moment. Like, I'll give you one more chance, and then somewhere along the line, you'll reveal to me your what was your plan and why you didn't kill Freddy and blah blah blah. But Hannibal, that's such a rude way to go. He screwed you over. Why am I defending Hannibal? <laughs> <laughs> he Hannibal hates rude people. Yeah, he. I think he would have killed. Well, just for being rude in that context. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I think, yeah, I think partly they would have probably left, but he would have killed them eventually. Well, eventually I think, yeah, they would have, um, drove each other nuts. Like, that's what kind of, like, just irks me a little bit about Hanagram. It's just a lot of two, a lot of people really think they would have been so happy together if they ran away. But it it really feels like a ticking time bomb, you know, or like... One of them would get cabin fever. I don't know I which one. Leave. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure which one. Writers like to write that it's Will who had, who gets cabin fever first. Um, I would probably be Hannibal. Well, I think what the the main situation they always throw out there is Will doesn't want him to kill too often. It's only as a necessity. Just like to to eat, <laughs> he doesn't want them <laughs> killing. But if they're almost getting caught, then yeah, he can kill someone. That seems to be the favorite thing in the literature. And uh, I'm just kind of, uh, I don't know if that would actually, that doesn't feel quite like headcanon. I'm reading it because I like reading it. But, yeah, it doesn't feel quite like canon. And I really, yeah, but I do believe one would get cabin fever. And it's always Well, just... that happens in the um, in the Vampire Chronicles, too, by Anne mm. Rice, which we keep bringing up, so go read it. Well, uh, we know for a we... fact that Brian Fuller's read Anne Rice. Big yeah! He's even friends with her son, you know, so it's just, we know he's very familiar with the literature, and he has compared the two before. And JJ has been to the Anne Rice party in New Orleans, bruh. Yeah. yeah. Damn it, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate Will this episode. Like, for the scene at dinner, everything that 
happens after this is his fault. I'm 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 calling it now. Everything that happens. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everything that happens from now on is his fault. So I'm saying that I'm victim blaming, but but this is why I don't like um, the murder husbands because I'm like they're both horrible guys right now. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but okay before we move on I think this is a good point to bring up uh, the under the table with true crime segment which mm-hmm. is about two uh, murder husbands Ooh. real life murder husbands who are <laughs> <laughs> so this week's under the table true crime segment focuses on Otis Toole and Henry Lee Lucas Otis? Otis yeah that's how you say it it's not Otis it's Otis yeah. Otis? yeah how do you spell that? O T T I S. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Otis. Oh, I, I, it was like A U T T or something <laughs> in my head for a second. I'm like, what? So oh, okay. this is gonna be a very concise uh, history of them, just because, uh, like, uh, freaking last podcast on the left had a four episode podcast about them. Oh wow! So they have a lot of history because they a lot of bizarre shit happened. Um, they're kind of mm. contested in serial killer circles because they confessed to a lot of murders that they couldn't have possibly committed. They didn't murder a bunch of people but they didn't murder they claim uh henry lee lucas claims to have killed 300 people he probably killed at most 50 so that's still a lot of freaking people hmm. so but still okay but yeah like don't look up pictures of them because they were pretty unsightly guys like you're probably gonna look it up now that i'm gonna look them up yeah. so anyway otis tool was an american drifter and a serial killer who was convicted of six counts of murder like his companion henry lee lucas tool made confessions he later recanted but which resulted in murder convictions the discrediting of the case against oh. lucas for crimes in which tool had offered con- corroborating statements created doubts as to whether either was a genuine serial killer or both were merely compl- compliant interviewees whom police used to clear unsolved murders from the books Tool received two death sentences, but on appeal, they were commuted to life in prison. He died in his cell from cirrhosis, age 49. Police attributed the murder of Adam Walsh to Tool on the basis of recanted statements. Lucas had backed Tool's confession to the Walsh murder, claiming he had been in possession of the victim's severed head. So, Otis Tool was born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. Tool's mother was abusive. Uh, he claimed that she would dress him in girls' clothing and call him Susan. His father was an alcoholic who abandoned him. Otis claimed that as a young child, he was a victim of sexual assault and incest at the hands of many close relatives and acquaintances, including his older sister and next-door neighbor. He claimed his maternal grandmother was a Satanist who exposed him to various satanic practices and rituals in his youth, including self-mutilation and grave robbing, and dubbed him Devil's Child. Tool claimed this abuse began when he came out as gay to his family. Otis suffered from mild mental retardation. He had an IQ of 76 and was a serial arsonist from a young age as he was a, and he was sexually attracted to fire. So, oh. which is a bizarre thing oh. I was reading on the page. <laughs> it was like, whoa. And Henry Lee Lucas was born in Blacksburg, Virginia. Lucas lost an eye at age 10 after it became infected due to a fight. A friend later described him as a child who would often get attention by frighteningly strange behavior. Aside from this, Lucas's mother was a prostitute who would force him to watch her have sex with clients and would force him to cross-dress in public. Hmm. In 1976, Toole met Henry Lee Lucas at a Jacksonville soup kitchen, and they soon developed a sexual relationship. Toole later claimed to have accompanied Lucas in 108 murders, sometimes at the behest of a cult called the Hand of Death. 
Police, however, discounted the uncorroborated claim of the cult's existence. The two drifted and hitchhiked throughout the southern U.S. On January 4, 1982, Toole barricaded 64-year-old George Sonnenberg in a boarding house where he was living in Jacksonville and set the house on fire. Sonnenberg died a week later of injuries he sustained in the fire. In April 83, Toole was arrested for an unrelated arson incident in Jacksonville. For that crime, he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. While in custody, Toole confessed to killing George Sonnenberg. Toole signed a confession stating that he and Sonnenberg had begun a sexual relationship, and after the two had had an argument, Toole lit Sonnenberg's home on fire. Two months later in June, his accomplice, Henry Lee Lucas, was arrested for unlawful possession of a firearm. I just thought I'm like, how can we solve this problem? But I know, fire! <laughs> it was then Lucas began boasting about the murderous rampages orchestrated by the two. At first, Tool had denied involvement, but later began backing up Lucas's confessions. Hmm. Lucas also backed Tool's confession to the murder of Adam Walsh. Journalist Hugh Eisenworth and others investigated for articles that appeared in the Dallas Times Herald. It was calculated that Lucas would have had to use his 13-year-old Ford station wagon to cover 11,000 miles in one month, per, uh, or around 370 miles per day, to have committed the crimes police attributed to him. Lucas became widely regarded as a compliant interviewee who was used by police to clear up unsolved murders that he had not been involved in, aided by Tool giving false statements and collaboration. During Tool's trial for murdering George Sonnenberg, Tool claimed that he did not light the home on fire and only signed the confession so that he would be extra extradited back to Jacksonville. On April 28, 84, a jury found Tool guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced him to death. Later that year, Tool was found guilty of the February 83 strangulation murder of a 19-year-old Tallahassee, Florida woman and received a second death sentence. On appeal, however, both sentences were commuted to life in prison. After his incarceration, Toole pleaded guilty to four more Jacksonville murders in 91 and received four more life sentences. Toole would later confess to the murder of Adam Walsh. Toole claimed to have picked up Walsh and a Sears Mall parking lot. Toole said he offered Walsh candy and toys and that Adam came willingly. Mm. Adam soon wanted to go home and began crying. Toole said he then punched him in the face. Adam started crying more and according to Toole, he began to hit Adam, knocking him out. Toole eventually pulled over in a rural area and decapitated Adam with a machete. He drove around for several days with Adam's head, forgot about it, and once rediscovering it, tossed it into a nearby canal. Police somehow lost his impounded car and its bloodstained carpeting, hindering their ability to proceed with the investigation. So I was reading a book recently huh. about Adam Walsh's death and how the cops fucked it up mm. royally because mm. they lost the car, they lost the the, the they weapon. Lose a cow. They lost <laughs> It was bizarre. It's like a really bizarre story. But uh, Adam's father, John Walsh, became an advocate for missing and murdered children and went on to host America's Most Wanted. Though Tool was never officially charged with Adam's murder, John believed Tool was the killer and it was obvious because he knew stuff about the the murder that only the killer would have known mm. because they hadn't revealed certain things about adam's death and um he claims that um henry lee lucas was there with him but he wasn't and mm. from the they uh john walsh had a, uh, an investigator go through everything that they knew about jo uh, adam's death 
and they they basically assumed or found out through all the evidence that they had that Tool was probably the killer of uh, Adam Walsh. It was a really sad story. Like I was reading a book about it, and it was the most depressing thing I ever read. <laughs> I was like, damn that poor baby. Because like the worst thing about one of the worst things about the Adam Walsh case was um, so his mom left him alone for five seconds to go check on some lamps, and he was playing a video game, and his older kids were fighting over the video game, and the security guard like told them like piss off, go outside, and so, like, the mm. little kid couldn't say anything, so he just followed the boys, and he was terrified, because he's like, I'm supposed to do what adults tell me, and then he's outside, Otis Tool picks him up, and I'm like, ah, like, this is so terrible, that poor baby, Aww. and the second worst thing, oh, no, the worst thing about that case, they couldn't bury Adam for 25 years, because it was still an active case, so his head was sitting in a freezer for, like, 25 years. And I was Ugh. like, that's the worst. Don't read it on a, like, I read this on a weekend. That was the worst weekend of my life. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, listen to the last podcast on the last episode about them. They're really interesting. Hmm. But it's really sad. Yes. <laughs> Moving on, let's get more sad with this episode. Yay. <laughs> let's get more sad. <laughs> We're not sad enough. <laughs> so Jack is finally being fired, put on leave. I know, I wrote that in bold here. <laughs> Finally, Finally someone confronts Jack. <laughs> the boss is right. They would never be able to convict Hannibal. He has covered his ass too well. And everyone points, uh, everything points to other people. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. all the stuff that's been going on. Yes. So finally, he's been called out. You can't do this cowboy shit here. We don't, we don't fa- fall for that in America. <laughs> but, but at the same time, too, like, once, once it's all said and done, he does kind of kill like four people <laughs> or when you leave you're led to believe he has killed Kill four, four people. people yeah uh next season you'll find out who survived if any if any and what will be left of them yeah mm-hmm. so no so but yeah it's just like and so the cops are coming for will so damn decent of alana to warn him <laughs> so yeah. I, I, wonder if that, nice. I thought that would get her arrested though like isn't that like um aiding and abetting yeah yeah Technically, she took yeah. A risk, yeah. Doing it, saying that they have a warrant out for his arrest. But she's so but they're cool. home, but they're homies, yeah. Like, of course, I'm. If like, J- mm. if JJ ever got like, uh, I found out she had a warrant out, I'd call her and be like, "Hey, warrant out, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Get away from here!" <laughs> and we're just flattered you picked that. Oh. <laughs> thanks for your help. <laughs> just like, ah, oh, thanks, damn, oh, thanks, you buddy. Know. I'm gonna steal a car right now. <laughs> It's a good oh. thing I have your DNA on this glass. <laughs> so this is when the sad train started yep. going. Choo choo. <laughs> like with a, a, let's see, yeah, his uh, Jack was with his dying wife, and oh god, that, that was the that saddest scene. Hold on my heartstrings <laughs> so bad. I felt myself teared up because he bit. knows he's not coming back, or he's probably not going to come back from that fight with Hannibal. And it's like because he's just sitting there. In her company. That's all he wants for her right now. And I'm like... It was just so tender because he just, like, kissed her on the forehead. And then he kind of, like, lingered and, like, pressed his forehead against hers. And it's like, oh, gosh. It's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sad. (laughs) Uh, And we finally come back to the intro fight. Mm Mm-hmm. And we find yeah. out who's all there. Good. Finally, Celeste has all the context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first episode. So like, confused this whole season. Did you have any thoughts from when you finally saw like the fight come back and just what's going on? Any initial thoughts? I just, I just was grinning the whole time. It's like this is this is the scene. What happened? What happened? What happens after this? And just it's just like a lot of I just capitalized like most of my notes because I was just like oh no oh no they're doing it oh gosh. <laughs> Away. <laughs> no. And her 
like uh, when Jack went to the pantry and like the door kind of like closed but opened a little bit and mm. you see it like Hannibal out there charging yeah and he has two knives in his hands oh my god <laughs> that was, god, was scary oh <laughs> it made me laugh though I kind of like this uh, whole scene was exciting and awesome but kind of funny but I laugh like throughout most of it yeah. <laughs> well it's supposed to be darkly comical too because the way he's battering the door was so funny to me because he's like yeah. he's flying at the damn thing right mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it was just so funny to me because he's like Flying with his shoulder mm-hmm. into the wall to hit it harder. I'm like, ah. he's usually so graceful and proper, but he like did not care. He's <laughs> like, leap, sir, leap into that door. <laughs> well, I, know. It, it, I was disgustingly just completely turned on by him, all <laughs> just with his two knives in his hand, his shirt unbuttoned, his hair all mustard. I love. What, yeah, everywhere. he looks better when his hair is mussed. I love that. He does. It just he looks like a great little ragamuffin. <laughs> and I'm just like. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like um like the music is insane that episode that mm. that scene it's like Pennywise's mind pal a mind palace there like because it's like mm. it's kind of like carnivaly and this is like you keep feeling your heart racing to the whole time I think they play like a brown note in it or something so you're like oh, your heart's in your throat the whole time yeah definitely yeah the music for that entire episode is just like oh. <laughs> it's like, I'm I, love it very much. I do have notes about the final <laughs> final music when we get there oh yeah um. Yeah, when Alana finally confronts Hannibal and sees for herself the truth. And he's lost all his suits. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just like, and I love how he just reveals to her, you know, like, I worked hard to blind you. Like, it's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bastard. Yeah, <laughs> I have a question for you guys, too. Uh, when he says, if you leave now, I will let, like, he eventually, he eventually, he, he says, if, if you leave, I'll let you live. But if you're brave, I will have to kill you. I was like, is that true? I feel like... Whether she left or stayed, it was on his agenda. That he was going to come back, yeah. Eventually. When, where. I was going to ask that, too, because, yeah, he would not let her go. (laughs) She knows too much. She's seen too much. He would would come back eventually. I think so, too. Like, I I feel like it's just a lie for her to get out of the way for now. So, one less thing for him to deal with. Mm -hmm. But... It's like, I'll kill you now. Uh, like, what was that line from uh, Emperor's New Groove? Lana, get out of here and I'll kill you later. <laughs> what do you mean, over? Over. Bring your house to the ground. Why did you do, like, that, the scene like, before, like, uh, Alana, like, confronts Hannibal? Just, like, I know, like, when she said, I like to report gunshots, and she brought out her gun. I mm. thought it was so badass. Yeah, that was so cool. I just love that, too, because she's like, I would, like, just, like, Okay, first things first, if I was Alana, I would have called in the fucking SWAT team. <laughs> like, who would go in there? Like, I know she thought, like, her gun was loaded, but still, I'm like, call the fucking SWAT team, you're a psychiatrist, what the hell are you doing? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny, that because um, it just didn't even occur to me to, like, set a timer from when she made that first call, because nobody shows up until the end. Yeah. Uh, I did set a timer for when Will calls EMT. To which come I, get her, Which yeah. I thought was funny, because if you just report gunshots... The Some, cops are gonna come. The by. cops will come, but it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> but you call EMT. EMT will come right away. So I set the timer from when he calls. It's seven minutes. Which is pretty good time. Seven minutes and fifty seconds yeah. that they that the you see the lights flashing and whatever. So, but uh, I forget where I was going. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, Again, Hannibal's lost all his suits, and when she, Alana asks, where's Jack, and he gives that creepy, in the 
<laughs> that was so fucking scary. I was like, I was te- like, uh, freaking Celeste laughs. I was just like, huh? like I said, because I got the headphones on, all I heard was in the pantry, and I'm like, yeah, he is. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me? Oh, I know what I was gonna say from before. Uh, but at the same time, with Hannibal uh, asking her, like, yeah, you know, don't be brave, go. He still preempted that it's a very strong possibility that she. I'm gonna come and kill you later. And uh, he took out her bullets, which I thought was. Oh, you did. Uh, I know the person that, like, when she shot him, and, like, she he just hears the click, I was like, no! <laughs> but I'm seriously, like, wondering, like, where in the timeline did he take out the bullets? When she was sleeping, drugged up, probably. I know, because... Well, no, because, like... Because he didn't have the gun then. Well, Maybe that, when they were, like, when, when well, what's he smelled the, the gun, well, the recipe in her head. Well, what is the timeline line from how many days since when he first smelled the gunpowder to this moment? Probably two, I'd say, at the moment. Is most. it two days? Two or three days. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> We're gonna break this over. It's yeah. gonna make a big board. Does anybody in the fandom know this? Please uh, count, count, uh, count, Danny. Do you know? Uh, speaking of which, we need to get to her notes that she left us from before. Oh, she did. Sorry. She did leave us notes about the chocolate. But, oh, but anyway, uh, count, Danny. If you happen to know, or if you know if anybody else who knows, tell us. What's the timeline between uh, uh, Hannibal smelling the gun residue on her hands to this moment? When do you think he had time to go and take out those fucking bullets? Because I don't know. He seemed pretty busy with trying to tidy up his own life. Yeah, it's like what the hell. Okay, that's kind of a step where I'm like, eh, but yeah. Again, like, it feels like another one of those things in the universe where we don't, we don't bother to really answer. Mm. We just, it just is. A wizard did it. <laughs> sure. Freaking but, Again, that whole scene in the pantry fucking scared me. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares about that tonight. I know everyone else found it sexy or funny, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, like, like the first time I saw that scene, I was there with Alana shitting my pants. I was just like, hey, he's going to kill us. But, um. <laughs> I, he always gave his people sadistic choices. Like, and, like, it's just so bothersome to me because, like, each choice is terrible. Mm. He's going to come and kill you later or he'll kill you brutally right now before he, after he kills Jack. Like, he's going to cut her Achilles tendons so she can't run away or something. Ew. I don't know that I think about this. <laughs> like, he's going to hurt her really yeah. badly. It's like, yeah. Well, I appreciate that he put down the knives when he went after her. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Well, now we know why he put him down. He, was ba- uh, he, he had a card up his sleeve waiting upstairs. So, And he, uh, I don't know if JJ noticed this, he doesn't have an eye light for that whole scene when he goes upstairs. He does not have an eye light. It looks like a fucking shark. Uh, like, he's got doll's eyes. If yeah, he, there's a few shots in this episode where the, you know, kudos to D.O.P., um, his eyes are just black, and he, yeah, he looks like a fucking shark. Yeah, it's terrifying. He, he looks lifeless. He looks soulless, and yet at the same time, I feel like, no, this is what Hannibal really is. <laughs> this is Hannibal. <laughs> well, well, and so but, we finally reveal what's upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> Celeste, tell me your feelings. What the hell? Like, yeah. oh my god, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. It's all in capital here. It's like. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I had to like pause it because I was like, oh, I, she's alive. <laughs> oh. Like they give you guys gave me hints. That, you know, if if you don't see someone fully die, mm. then they're probably they're probably still alive. alive. But you know, I, I have my doubts. Yeah. <laughs> her ear. Like, does she not have an ear in that scene? They they don't she show doesn't. it. Yeah, they have her hair covering. Actually, her ears. Uh, if you do rewatch the scene. You actually, there is like a, a brief moment where she kind of turns her head a certain way, and it's actually kind of it's uh, it's a little blurry just because of the focus pull. But you do see that she's scarred over on Ew. one ear. 
<laughs> I was surprised though. I was not expecting that <laughs> at all. That's good. I think, like, I hadn't, um, when I first saw this episode, um, I screamed at the TV for like 20 minutes. I had to pause it. Because it was like, ah! <laughs> so, and when I, I remember, because they, they set it up so like that you forget, because they haven't, like, they spoke about Abigail this whole episode, but I was like, mm. well, she's fucking dead. Like, well, she's fucking dead. <laughs> like, oh, bye bye, bitch. But uh, anyway, but I, I remember when she first appeared, I was like, what? What is the point of this? And because I hate Abigail, I don't really like her. But <laughs> why did he keep her alive? Like, well, like he said, it, to bring the teacup back together. It's what Will wanted, <laughs> you know. And, and fortunately, they will answer it a little bit better in season three. Okay. What the line of thinking was, um, but more or less, it was a. I'm curious what will happen, and b. Um, I want to be together with Will, and this is one thing that Will wants, is to be, to have Abigail, Abigail alive. For him. And have this weird little family unit. <laughs> well, it's like so, a Claudia thing. It's the yeah. Claudia principle. Like, bring out a kid, that saves all relationships. <laughs> it's like, you need company that's more congenial than mine. <laughs> yeah, no. It sounds like, yeah, again, it's like having a kid to save a relationship, and yeah. I think that's kind of what Hannibal had mm-hmm. on well, the back could, burner. Well, we couldn't bring this up when during Bev's death scene, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk in the fandom about how what Bev saw downstairs was Abigail. Oh. Oh, yeah, I don't believe yeah, yeah. that. I don't believe that she saw Abigail that Because why the either. fuck would Abigail be sitting in the dark in, in the, the fucking basement? In that little room, yeah. In a fucking butcher shop. Like, why would she be down there? I don't believe that. But we couldn't bring that up because, like, we would have ruined it for Celeste. Oh, like, I guess so, huh? Because <laughs> Hanuma was in home. Well, he was in home at the time when Bev went down there. Yeah. So you think, like, Abigail would be free to, like, walk around. But maybe, I don't know, maybe she made, like, a little home down there. Yeah, a little house. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Bed. It is one way, like, she can, you know, be around and not be, like, you know, fucking, Out like... Out there, yeah. You know, she's not in a fucking well, like, what's her face <laughs> with a missing arm. You know, <laughs> it is very possible it could have been Abigail. But I'm still of the mind that she just saw, like, a corpse cut up ready for Thurban. That's what I think she saw. Simplest answer is usually the easiest so, thing. Arm so. ready. Yeah, just yeah. saw, just saw arm arm metal, like a freaking Leatherface's uh, larder sort of thing. Like, yeah. But yeah. But I was going to say, uh, when Abigail appears and she goes, I'm so sorry, and then pushes Alana out the window, is one of my favorite stunt scenes ever. To this day, I'm still not entirely 100% sure how they shot it, but it looks great. They pulled her out the window, yeah. Well, probably. They probably did just tug her out the window. But at the same time, too, you need shots of the actual actress falling, but then you also need a stunt woman to actually fall. through the glass, yeah. So it's just kind of like, I'm still very curious how they mm. shot it. I would love to just chat with people in the show and be like, how'd you do that? Well, it was, great. And was Abigail, yeah, Abigail was brainwashed, right? Because, like, she had no choice but to go along with Hannibal. Like, oh, yeah. Sort of like yeah. a Stockholm Syndrome yeah. sort of situation. Because that always confused me. I'm like, how did she live there for 12 fucking months? Like, everyone thought she was dead. (laughs) Well, you know, she says, you know, I didn't know what to do, so I just did what he told me. And sometimes it's the easiest thing to do in the world when someone makes your decisions. It reminds me of The the Simpsons. Father McGrath, I thought you were dead. I was! (laughs) (laughs) So, it was Abigail that pushed Alana out the window? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that was his uh, ace in the hole. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right expression. <laughs> this is eight ball. I don't know. So I'm guessing they're like, before like the guest came over, he's like, all right, Alana, there's a, there might be someone running up here. So you had in this room, and if they get close to the window, you got to push him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> got to push her. 
I uh, think, okay, I'm going to spoil it just a smidge. Uh, so just for, just for Celeste and her context, um, they do explain it a little bit in season three. All Hannibal says to Abigail is after he gets that phone call, they know. He hangs up and says to her, uh, go wait upstairs. That's all he says to her. Um. So that's not really spoiling. That's giving a little more context. Um, I can't wait for season three now. So you can see that. <laughs> but um, that's the more context. Is all that's all he that's all he told her. He didn't tell her. You know, you know. He didn't tell her what what they said on the phone. She doesn't know what's coming. So that's her own initiative to push Alana out the window. To me, because to protect their little family of three. Their secret, yeah. Yeah, so mm. you have to get rid of the obstacles. And she has a gun pointing at, shooting at Hannibal, at her weird surrogate dad, you know. <laughs> oh. So she's defending the house, you know, and she, and that's what, but she, she knows it's wrong, but at the same time, that's why she goes, I'm sorry, and then, bam, push her out the window. Why the hell was she aiming at the door? Wait till he comes in, then shoot him. That's what I, I said, know. too. I was like, you should have kept the bullets a secret. <laughs> but she did, uh, she did do a pretty good job. Those little bullets are lined up pretty well. Oh, bad. yeah, they're good. Like, no, a good lovely shot. little triangle there. But so. Wait till he comes in the room. Get a kill shot, damn it. But yeah, uh, when when Will arrives, call the damn SWAT team, not the EMTs. He knows the FBI. Call them in. Oh, call them in. Right. I'm a little sad for him. Possibly he had another plan. He might have thought he could talk to Hannibal. Awesome. I don't know. Also, didn't, oh yeah, sorry, I was going to bring up, didn't Jack have um, snipers on the roof? But then I was like, oh yeah, he just got fired, so the snipers yeah. aren't there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, they're not there anymore. <laughs> none, of, none of his backup was there, he was literally going there on his own. So. Elena's, like, dying scene was beautiful, though. I know you, like, mentioned her, like, flying out the window was beautiful, but I find, like, when she's, like, laying there in, like, the rain, it's just, like, it's just, I know, it's just a beautiful dying scene. <laughs> <laughs> was sad but beautiful call me sick but I always wanted to be one of the dying people in a show yeah that's I want to be, too, I yeah. Want to be that actor who's just like, <laughs> 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 like I can die really good you'll die like uh, Bill Murray <laughs> and, and, I don't actually have people Bill Murray know. and uh, something like <sighs> oh yeah that weird yeah like that yeah that weird sound when somebody dies <sighs> like, I can do it really good <laughs> I can breathe my last breath real and good scene. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, so we got to the scene where Will confronts Hannibal. Mm. Hannibal gutting Will was really freaking gay. Oh, my God, it was so sexual. It was like, ooh. <laughs> they almost kissed, too. That was terrible. I was like, oh. <laughs> I know, I was asking my husband about that. I, I said, uh, what were your first impressions when you watched the show? And he was like, he already got that weird uh, homoeroticism and sexual tension when he first watched it. Um, I... He's not really, he's, he's not homophobic, so he didn't care, but he was just like, you know what's weird? He's like, to Oops. me, sorry, point one. Sorry. he's <laughs> like, to me, that knife going in was almost like a weird, uh, consummation. Like when we talked about that, uh, their dent, those previous dinner scenes being, the birds. being, yeah, being consummation, he says that weird thing, that knife going in felt like a weird, brutal, uh, symbolism for consummation just cause that is truly revealing to Will, from Hannibal, this is who I am. And, and he got it him. And, and, oh, yeah. and it, it might be shock, I don't know what it was, but Will stood there and took it. And then, like, when he pulls a knife out, then he, like, grabs on to Hannibal for, like, you know, for physical support, maybe not emotional support. <laughs> but physical support. And then and then Hannibal, yeah, pulls him in for, like, a weird forced hug and, like, pats his head. And it's just, you could see, like, he... Hannibal's emotionally gutted. 
it's just so bizarre. It's just like, but anyway, he was saying that that's what he saw, and I was like, wow, you know, for as gay as I am for these characters, um, <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> but definitely. Uh, well, they do a similar thing in the ha- in the Red Dragon movie where Anthony Hopkins tries to kill um, Edward Norton. And that, like... That, too. Yeah, like, it was pretty gay. That is very homoerotic. Yeah, when I first saw that, that was so homoerotic. Well, because he, like, he comes up behind him and stabs him in the gut. Mm-hmm. And Edward Norton, as well, Graham, is, like, gasping. Like, and he makes those moaning sounds. Like, like uh, I, I know it's just him dying. <laughs> that's him dying sounds. But, but like, his, like, ugh. <laughs> that's what Tony makes and, and then, like shh he's like shh yeah it's like just, just let it take you just let it take you like slipping into a warm bath it's like don't whisper it you're killing me <laughs> you're killing me I was so angry at Hannibal though in this scene like my notes like what I mentioned before just like I just couldn't start spelling words properly (laughs) I was just full of emotions like he's been using Abigail as like a shock sort of like a trick Hmm. on his enemies like oh you were gonna leave me here it worked perfectly because they just kind of like what Abigail and so it just comes in you're like stabs him yeah I'm like (laughs) like I thought that was weak like damn it Hannibal why'd you bring out Abigail to torture your ex-boyfriend just and yeah and he says that line again just like you know the shattered teacup did come together you know and I was just like (laughs) (laughs) but I love that um every spurned lover wishes they could have had that sort of closure that Hannibal gets with Bill I wish they could I was like yeah Hannibal (laughs) yeah get that bastard (laughs) I was gonna say too also uh, like we were saying this whole thing kind of mirrors uh, interview with a vampire when Hannibal says to him I I offered you a rare gift but you didn't want it and Will says didn't I that's almost exactly what uh, the stat says to Louis. It's like I gave you, I gave you the gift. I gave you the dark gift, and yeah, Will's just so fucking you know melancholy and depressed, and he's just he's like, like I don't care. It's like I don't want it anymore, even though he grabbed it with both hands <laughs> in the in the book. Like yeah, give it to me, and then. <laughs> He doesn't want it anymore. And it's just, I love this reminiscent thing of like, I tried to give you this gift of freeing yourself from all worldly social ties of caring about right and wrong and so-called, so-called good and evil. If you came with me, none of that would have mattered anymore. But here you are still being a little bitch. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> I just wanted you to be the best boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted us to be a little family with our daughter. But now you killed everything. I'm glad to see Hannah being a bitch and being dumped, though. That was the best. <laughs> I know, right? It he almost... was acting like a jilted boyfriend. He's, He's like, like damn it. Glad to know I feel Hannibal because I've been dumped too, and it's just like so. Bye. Yeah, yes. and Hannibal. Like, how? Why am I feeling bad for Hannibal this episode? I was rooting for him the whole fucking time, mostly because I've been dumped. So like, like I, was, I was dumped on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh my god! Oh jeez. Yeah, it was pretty awful. I was calling him to like you know say Merry Christmas, and someone on the phone, someone else picked up, said he's not here. He's with his new girlfriend. Uh, so I didn't even get dumped by him. I got dumped by the person on the phone. Uh, Where does this person live? I'm going to go there right now. <laughs> after the podcast. Just buy some toilet paper. Well, um, I was dumped over the phone after a lot of years together. And I was like, 
It's like, really? You couldn't even, like, tell me to my face? face yeah. Dicks. Weed. But, oh, it's terrible. I do like how my cousins tried to make me feel better, my male cousins. Because I was, like, you know, I was crying in my room. And the, you can hear them down the hallway. Because my, sis, uh, my sister was telling them what happened. And you can hear them. Like, JJ, it's okay. We're not all like that. <laughs> we love you. They're sticking their fingers under the door. <laughs> no, they're like still in the living room, but they're yelling at me. Like, you think they would be more sensitive to actually come up to the door. But now they're yelling at me down the hallway. It's okay. Like, when you're ready, come out and hang out with us. <laughs> Our Christmas day. That's the worst. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, yeah. this episode depressing. It is. <laughs> so, okay. Hannibal has his freedom, and in a really bitchy move, takes Will's coat from Atlanta. What the fuck was that? Like, what a bitch taking that coat. I mean, what was that? Oh, did he? <laughs> he took her coat. It's like, he took the coat off oh, of... did Yes, he did. He took Will's coat off of Atlanta. You lie. I'm gonna I look... S- Hold on, I'm gonna look at that. <laughs> I don't he, believe you. He totally did. Oh, okay, now I have to wait for this to load. But anyway, hey. I don't believe you. <laughs> like, uh, I'm so angry at how, like, the next scene, like... They just introduced Abigail again, and then and he her. sliced her throat, like, two seconds later. Oh, I like how it reads in the script, though, when that happens. Um, blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Hold on a second. Eh, eh, eh. I'm so blind. I found more bullets. End of Act 4. Where is he? He's in the pantry. Will you forgive me? <laughs> Don't. No. Okay. Um, okay, and, um... So Hannibal is genuinely sad. Will has time for a single sh- for a single shocked don't. And Hannibal cuts Abigail's throat in a single sleek motion right across the scar where her father once did the same. Abigail's face shows shock and horror. And then blood sprays and Abigail crumples to the floor before Will. Will says, no. Note, this should be deliberately reminiscent of the Hobbes kitchen as Will tried to save Abigail in episode one. Abigail clutches at her throat to stop the bleeding. But it pours from between her fingers. Will is horrified. Hannibal says to Will, you can make it all go away. But anyway, it's supposed to be, um, yeah, reminisce, exactly reminiscent of the way her throat was cut in the first episode. So we're going back to the beginning, people. Mm. <laughs> all the way back to the beginning. Uh, time is a flat surface. surface. I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm shocked about it. I'm just like all depressed. I'm like, everybody's dead. Everybody's dead, Jim. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to believe because uh, Netflix isn't working. <laughs> uh, but the Ravenstag is dead. And so is half the main cast. <laughs> uh, no, probably 75% of the main cast, because Freddy's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Children is missing. Well, dead. Possibly. Yeah. Beverly is dead. Uh, mm. We don't know if uh, Jimmy Price is still alive. He might mm. be. We don't know. He might have gotten some disease from the corpses. We don't know. Margo's still alive. Margo's still alive, mm. but taking care of her horrible brother, who's yeah. still alive, but uh, deformed. And... Everybody's dead. Oh my god! Uh, when I when the show was done, I started. Uh, I got all the soundtracks to the the seasons, and I started listening to all the music. Um, by the way, don't listen to this music when you're walking alone in, <laughs> in downtown Winnipeg. You'll scare yourself. Seriously, <laughs> like when we were recording at our old studio, um, JJ used to play it in her car. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like, and then the first time I heard Bloodfest. I remember I was, and after I saw season two, I was fucking, like, playing the song over and over again, just making myself cry, because just, like, this entire thing is just... It sounds like snow. Which is, when they start the, the scene, it shows rain falling, and then the rain turns to blood. <laughs> and, that, and I figured this, the way that piano was just kind of humming and vibrating. 
It does sound like rain and blood jeopardy. But anyway, it's like a nine-minute song, and it plays through the whole freaking uh, mm -hmm. thing. And I was just like, so every time I feel really cry, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just, I really need to, like, milk some feelings for some writing I'm doing, I'll play that shit. <laughs> no, I so, definitely teared up during the scene where, like, mm. Will is, like, crawling towards Abigail, and, like, he was holding her. And really? Hannibal was so in pain. Like, you could sense Hannibal was feeling something, because he wasn't, Will wasn't reaching for him. He was reaching for Abigail. And I was like, yeah, take it, bitch. Like, of course, like, <laughs> like, because I posted on uh, our Instagram about, like, senpai's never gonna notice you. I'm like, yeah, Hannibal senpai's never gonna notice you. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I hate Hannibal still, but yeah, I felt bad for the bastard this episode. <laughs> and also, when Jack phoned his wife, too. Oh, it just makes me so sad. <laughs> With the music and everything. Every everything sucks. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Thank God this is on a, well, like a Thursday night we're recording this. I'm like, so depressed. I'll go to work tomorrow. I'm just like, nothing matters. <laughs> and I couldn't not believe that's how they ended the, the they, season. Yeah. I was like, what? Wait, what? They're, Everybody's dead. Who, who lives? Who dies? Like, half of us walked away. But I, I really liked how uh, they, end, they end the show with, um, well, yeah, they end the show with Hannibal walking away and all this stuff and people dying. With his freedom and, and um, Will's jacket. And then they, play, they show the sky, that lovely heavenly sky, almost hinting at people Going full on died yeah. and then they play the actual like um, to me this is the actual love theme for Hannibal it's, and that's the song that plays as yeah. yeah. you saw what happened at the so very very end right Celeste but you saw what happened at the very very end no. <laughs> you didn't watch the oh, I didn't watch it. Okay, hold on. Ready to go live production? You stopped at the credits? Yeah, you did. Okay, so we're going to show you something right yeah. now. Yeah, you do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Because, like, we'll find out. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was be... just ready to get away from the field. Je okay. don't. <laughs> Champagne. Oh. Hold on, hold on. i got to restart it. Champagne. <laughs> oh, my Merci. God. This is the best thing. Okay, hold on. You enter enter full screen. Damn it. Just watch it's not Netflix. gonna work because <laughs> you're in such a rush to do it. <laughs> Netflix, someone do that. Anyway. Okay, uh, JJ, keep talking. For I will. Episode. And I will play some beautiful music. Um, <laughs> this is originally actually what I wanted our theme music to be for our podcast. Ooh. Was this uh, was this music? I was gonna get my brother-in-law to do us a snippet of it. It was so funny when I asked him. Uh, I said, "Can you play us a bit of? Uh, it's called Goldberg Variations." Uh, B W V nine eight eight the aria. Apparently, there's lots of Goldberg variations because as soon as I asked him, he was like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm not playing a freaking twelve hour, you know." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." I'm like, "Calm down." I know my sister had to jump in there, like, "Calm down." No, she means like thirty seconds of of a specific part, and he goes, "Oh." <laughs> so he was just, apparently, the actual variations there's tons of it. I didn't even know, but yeah, he was freaking out, and, I was, and then I played it for him, and he goes, "Oh." Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Wait, of course my internet's cutting out. Hold on, we will get it. It Keep smells talking. fear. Yeah. It smells fear. Because I'm so excited to get our live reaction to this. Hold on. <laughs> Damn it, work. Hold on. But uh, I will clink a glass to somebody. Do you I, have any more? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> to a good, uh, good podcast. We will also have a wrap-up episode. Uh, Maybe there's a little bit more. Because <laughs> uh, we one one hiatus week because I'll be out of town. So and then out of two, imaginative. Yeah, then we'll have to 
and in two weeks we shall do uh, a wrap-up and we will have lots of fun goodies for you Ooh. they'll be twice as mine oh. damn it we're just hanging this on my phone <laughs> like, oh, <what? laughs> well damn it but anyway um i was gonna say too um yeah, like I said, this was the first uh, episode I watched. I caught the ending, and then I caught up all up. And I remember distinctly, too, when um, as soon as Hannibal stabbed Will, I was sitting with my husband, and I said, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> I'm just bugging him. He's like, watch the show. And I was like, I don't want to watch the show. And then, yeah, sure enough, I saw on Tumblr clips of the first episode for season three. And I was like, well, fuck. I'm going to have to watch this show. And then sure enough, that's when I started watching it. And then you became... Yeah, and then I binge watched the first uh, season and season two. And then I watched as season three aired. So Nice. Yeah. Wait, I have to go to my phone. I didn't believe how late I was to this fandom, I'll tell you what. But I really think... <laughs> But I really think I caught up tenfold. <laughs> and then the oh, yeah, I, now you're like the fanable of it. Yeah, <laughs> as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm the fanable of the three. <laughs> My dad just tried to call me. I'm like, dead. <laughs> I call him right back. Hold on. That's cold. Okay. okay, hold on. Here's the final episode. Will's dying. Will's dying. at the wall <laughs> again more answers are in season well, three well that just made me even more confused <laughs> so thank you guys well imagine how like because we didn't know if season three was gonna happen when this first aired so i was like what <laughs> why is she there why is she had it the whole time but no <laughs> but yeah that's why i like this is my the last my notes <laughs> Delia, question mark. Yeah. Question mark exclamation point. Okay, we've come to the end of the yeah, show. We've come to the end. The full show. Um, what was your uh, least favorite least favorite thing and why? Celeste. My favorite was everything. It was a good episode. Mm. Best ending too. Like oh, if it yeah. hadn't gone to season three, I would have been happy with like, it. Like I was just it was just it was just exciting and just like uh, just everything about it is really good. Oh, also yes. Alana. <laughs> <laughs> Alana in this episode was like great. Like she bummed up. Of my likeness of her. Mm. She'll get better. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> this like the music, the suspense, the emotion. Mm. It was just all so good. <laughs> I cannot wait to get to season three now. I'm so excited. The least favorite. Can I polish this? Oh, yeah, you can polish yeah. it off. Sorry. Least Sorry. favorite. 
Least favorite is Hannibal Gangway. He's like the boss battle that they totally like just got destroyed by. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, like level ten, and they're like only level seven. They, if like, um, Hannibal is a is a game, he's Dark Souls three. Like he <laughs> cannot be defeated. Killing like, Abigail so soon, and <gasps> her trust in Hannibal too. Like he's like <gasps> come here, and she like hesitated, but she like went anyway. Yeah, it's like come. And to then me. she just plays through. He's an man. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Favorite oh, God. oh God! You know what? It's a love hate. My favorite and least favorite is that entire fucking end scene. <laughs> the moment Will walks into the house and that entire kitchen scene—it's just because it everything's going towards something. Yeah, yeah. It's just it. You know what? It's so visceral, and I can just feel it in my gut. What I hate the most is the last few times I've watched the episode is um, I will because I know the lines so well. <laughs> is I will, like, sit in my seat and act out the scene. Sometimes I will play Will, sometimes I will play Hannibal and recite the lines. And that's probably why I cry each time, is because I can feel the pain from each ca- from both characters' point of view. I don't know if that's a weird acting <laughs> exercise I do for myself, or if it's a weird empathy thing. Fuck if I know. So that's my both my favorite and least favorite, is that scene, because every time I watch it, I just... I die a little inside. <laughs> 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 in a good way. <laughs> um, my favorite was also the scariest bit. Um, uh, Hannibal letting all the masks fall away. Where we finally see him as he truly is and how horrible he is as a human being. And when he's just like, he's trying to scare Alana basically where he's like in the pantry. And it's like, mm. and so my least favorite was Will. I think Will, okay, I'm going to, uh, uh, send me victim blaming emails, I don't care, but it was Will's fault, like, this could have all been a burden, like, why are we here? We have see who runs you on the street up slapping him. <laughs> like, that's what she's It's like me with Matt Murdock and Daredevil, if you weren't blind, <laughs> if you weren't Will Graham, you dogs. <laughs> Thank you for staying here with us. It's another long episode. Yeah, sorry about that. Like we we just had a lot to discuss this episode. Yeah, well, like oh my, really, this whole fucking episode. Yeah, especially since Celeste didn't see the true ending. Uh, but we will be back with a recapped episode to sum up our feelings about the season mm-hmm. where we're gonna go with season three and any listener mail you guys want to send us please send us some stuff like we will we appreciate all the stuff we get all the notes we get and like especially to county 80 she's been like one of our biggest like oh that's right have to read yeah we have to read some of her notes okay, yeah sorry just real quick we'll do that or should we keep that for the recap episode maybe we'll save it for the recap episode oh yeah okay we'll so, read those notes on the recap episode i'll make a note hold on <laughs> well, where can everybody find you on the interweb celeste you can find me on tumblr instagram at satumwa s-a-t-u-m-w-a-h and you can find me on both Twitter and Tumblr as JJ Neeps, and you can find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. You can find me on Twitter as Honey underscore Child, and on Tumblr as Honey Dash Child. Um, I am posting a lot of Pennywise It stuff, so if you have a cl- uh, clown aversion, please don't read my stuff. <laughs> and uh, me and JJ will be in LA on November the 9th, the weekend of the, the 11th. I'm pretty sure I'll be there. Yeah, pretty <laughs> sure we'll both be there. She's sharing a house with me, so we will be there. <laughs> but we will be showing our film 
films uh, Bayline for JJ and my film Gnosism. So please, if you're in the area, and you must be in the area, because we don't have a very powerful podcast. <laughs> see it. We'd love to see you there. Hopefully we'll meet Brian Fuller. I don't know how, but I'm always assuming he's there. Or if anyone's in Toronto, come uh, come find oh, me yes. at Imaginative. If, yes. If there's any Toronto listeners. Yeah, uh, JJ will be there next week, so come and say hi and tell us what you love about the podcast. Or don't. But please don't. don't. <laughs> but we will see you next week, for, or next time, for the recap episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.